Hi everyone, I'm Brother George. Thanks a lot for joining me for Bible Made Easy podcast. How do you know if you're truly saved and will go to heaven? And how do you know if someone else, maybe a loved one or friend, is truly saved? Many professing Christians today struggle or are even tormented by a lack of assurance of their salvation. Not knowing whether a life of heavenly bliss with Jesus awaits them after death or a fiery, torturous eternity is their destiny. There's also plenty of confusion among people interested in Christianity who desire to be saved, but who aren't sure exactly how this is done. They attend various churches or search the internet and YouTube and bump into a confusing web of a variety of theological approaches to salvation. This insecurity among believers and seekers alike is just heartbreaking. And it doesn't need to be that way, because according to Jesus and the Bible writers, the way to salvation is so simple that a child could understand it. So in this and the next episode, I'll answer some common questions regarding salvation so that you can be absolutely 100% confident of your eternal future with Jesus and know more clearly about the eternal fate of your friends and loved ones. So here we go. What must I do to be saved? This is the exact question a Roman prison warden asked the apostles Paul and Silas. They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Acts 16, 30 and 31. The scriptures repeatedly emphasize that belief in and acceptance of Jesus as your Savior and nothing else is all that is required. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How much belief, knowledge or faith in Jesus is enough for salvation? What if I don't know that much about him? Jesus said that even childlike belief or faith is sufficient. In fact, he said it's a requirement in Matthew 18.3. Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. How much does a child know about his or her parents? Not much, except that they love them. And that is all the child needs to know to feel secure and happy. And that's all you need to know about God's eternal love for you and wish to save you. There are plenty of examples of converts in the Bible who believed, received and were saved on the spot when meeting Jesus or hearing about him for the very first time. The Roman guard I mentioned was one. The thief on the cross in Luke 23, 42-43 was another. Upon encountering Jesus while hanging from their crosses, he said to him, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Are any works required for salvation? Over and over the scriptures say an emphatic no. For example, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, 
For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Neither Jesus nor the apostles added any mention of works when asked about or preached about how to be saved. It was always offered as a free gift of God. Besides, if works were required, then how much good works would be required, and how would they be measured? And if works were required, what about the people who fell the tiniest fraction short of the requirement? Would they burn in hell forever, as many denominations erroneously teach? More on that later. Is water baptism or any other ritual or sacrament required to be saved? No. While the apostles sometimes baptized new converts in water, this was not a condition for salvation, but rather a symbol of being immersed in the Spirit of God and of the washing away of sins that salvation brings. The thief on the cross was never baptized in water, neither received a sacrament and never performed a ritual, and yet was saved. Do you have to keep the Old Testament Mosaic laws to be saved? No. Again, your works or moral performance cannot save you. Jesus' death on the cross fulfilled and ended the Mosaic laws. The Apostle Paul relentlessly emphasized this concept in the New Testament. In Romans 10.4 he said, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Of course, many of the moral laws of Moses do fall under the umbrella of the new commandments Jesus gave to love God and our neighbors, and so they're good to keep. But as a body, the laws of Moses are now null and void. Is a one-time prayer or inner thought to believe in and accept Jesus as your Savior enough to be saved? Yes. Most examples of conversions in the New Testament were simply a matter of people responding positively to an invitation to belief by Jesus or the apostles. That's all. In John chapter 9, Jesus healed a blind man one day and then asked him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Can you lose your salvation? No. Jesus promised he would never abandon us. John 6.37 The one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. And Hebrews 13.5 I will never leave you nor forsake you. But what if you continue to sin after you believe and accept Christ as your Saviour? You can't keep yourself saved by your good works any more than you could save yourself by your good works in the first place. Believing in and accepting Jesus doesn't make you unable to sin. But you should try to minimize sinning, of course. Nevertheless, acceptance of Jesus means all your sins are forgiven, past, present 
and future. 1 John 1.7 says, The blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Simon Peter denied Jesus three times, and the Apostle Paul called himself the chief of sinners. Both of them and other biblical characters were still sinful, but they didn't lose their status as a saved child of God. So you can sin as much as you want and still go to heaven? If you genuinely believe and have accepted Jesus, yes, you can, but there will be a heavy price to pay both here and in heaven if you willfully disobey his command to love him and others. The Bible is just as crystal clear about God requiring us to obey his commands as it is about salvation being a free gift. Our works have consequences, both good and bad, in this and the next life. Deliberate disobedience will result in at least a loss of blessing and protection or at most some kind of punishment and discipline in this life, as well as loss of rewards in the next life. You won't get away with it. You'll cause yourself and others unhappiness and problems. After coming to belief, we should strive to obey Jesus purely out of love for him. In John 14:15, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And Hebrews 10:26 and 27 says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment. Thankfully, God also promises bountiful blessings and rewards to the obedient. In Revelation 22.12, Jesus said, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. For more about rewards for obedience to God, please check out episode 79 of this podcast. What if you believe for a short time? and then lose or deny belief. You're still a child of God, because as quoted before, Jesus promised to never leave you. You might leave him, but he won't leave you, so you cannot lose your salvation. But you'll cause yourself problems, lose his blessings and protection in this life, and lose rewards in heaven. What if I don't feel saved, or later have doubts? Salvation is not dependent on our feelings, but rather depends on God's promises in the Bible, which never change, no matter how we feel. According to Calvinist or Reformed theology, God predestined or chose who would be saved and who would not be saved before we were born regardless of our personal choices. Is this true? No. While there are some Bible passages, if read incorrectly, that seem to suggest so, the Bible repeatedly and clearly states that salvation is available to all and depends not on God's predestination or choice, but firmly on our own independent choice to believe in or reject Jesus. That's why. Acts 17.30 tells us that God calls all men, 
not some, everywhere to make the decision to repent by their own free choice. That's all for today. For more about salvation, please check out episodes 9 and 15 of this podcast. And stay tuned next week for part two of this series on salvation, questions and answers. God bless all of you. See you next time. Bye.